0: Dan, I have a serious question for you, and I need a serious answer.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let me me prepare myself. Let me get in my serious mode.
0: All right. Uh, Serious, serious question. Why, why do we have pinky toes? (laughs) Why? Explain this to me. Why do we have pinky toes? Is it just to find furniture late at night
1: that could be and i'm going to go with because we have pinky fingers
0: i don't know (laughs) uh i i've been hobbled (laughs) this week i literally ripped my pinky toe off the side of my foot one night um yeah i found the coffee table late at night (laughs) and then you know then the cat starts batting it around the room and i had to chase it she knocked it underneath the closet door so i went ahead and glued it on back to my foot and just hoping that it holds
1: (laughs) well i would have left it off so you don't have to worry about that again
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you know that's what i'm you know you always say you never know what's going to happen anyways always be grateful for what you have and man when you're a sole proprietor too and in firewood you're always thinking oh you know sharp chain you know blades and saw blades and <laughs> Big it. heavy logs falling on top of you <laughs> and breaking your leg in half. And here here I am. I've been hobbled by a pinky toe.
1: The coffee table. Late at night. Gosh. toe.
0: Yeah. Tell me that hasn't happened to you, though. You know? It's just you, you, you kick the coffee table, you felt it, and you're like, oh man, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt that bad right now. <laughs> and then like five seconds later, you're like, whoa. You can't see straight. (laughs) (laughs) What's that strange odor? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just shoots (gasps) through you. I hear you. Yeah. So I had a slight problem with my pinky toe. Uh, It looks a little bit better now. It's just multicolored. Ooh. And then then I got swarmed. I got swarmed by bees, hornets. I guess these were wasps, the black ones, the mud daubers. Is that what they're called? i'm not sure yeah yeah i got swarmed by wasps and um i got stung earlier in the year and it's weird i just got swarmed again and like all of my old stings came back to life weird
1: (laughs) so you're you're really having a great uh end of summer
0: (laughs) well it took my mind off my pinky toe for a while and um I don't know. It's funny. You get stung by bees, and then you're like, it hurts so bad that you're limping, even though there's no reason for you to limp. But then, in this case, I did <laughs> because my pinky toe woes.
1: The pinky toe yeah. woes. That's yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah. Always be grateful for what you have. You know. Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. if I have a an actual serious answer to your serious question, but. <laughs> why do we, why do we have pinky
0: toes? <laughs> I can't I why? Why do we have pinky toes? I, I have no idea. <laughs>
1: to find furniture, yeah. I think, is your that's that's the good response right there.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So Dan, I had something on my mind from our previous episode about the fraud, about our well, they're they're not listeners, but I hope that they have become listeners. You know, they're obviously in the firewood. Uh but they had problems with a a fraud situation up in Canada where they answered an ad for firewood paid an advanced advance for the delivery. Uh, the guy did a really good job taking their money, but never brought the wood.
1: Never. Yep. Never brought the wood. Yeah. That was yeah. An unfortunate incident right there.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe we can put a link to that episode in the podcast notes. Do you think we can do that? Yes. We can. yeah so people know what we're talking about but there was something that i think we missed that i feel that uh I, w- I would like to like bring up for everyone to understand and i'm not an expert on this but i have been around the pike when it comes to internet fraud because i've been a victim of this too uh, my recommendation what i missed in that episode was it seems to me and then when i read that email again that the 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 victim purchased made this online purchase not with a credit card but with a debit card uh did you read that the same yeah. way did you pick up on that
1: yeah i kind of got that same now that you mentioned it i do i, I did get that same uh, impression yes
0: yeah yeah and my recommendation is even if you are against credit cards uh That is, you never ever ever make an online purchase with a debit card never you only make online purchases with a credit card and the big reason is um the money is it's money it's taken out of your account (laughs) you know and that is a heck of a hard it is a lot harder to get that back than it is if you use just a generic credit card Uh, Because I think the rules have changed now. You're like technically only on the hook now for 50 bucks if you got engaged in fraud. If you were a victim of fraud. Right. So, yeah, that is something I wish I would have said in our previous episode. If you, uh, because I mean, probably everyone's now making online purchases. Don't use a debit card. I would even take that one step farther. I don't think you use a debit card anywhere anymore. Um, unless it's at your ATM for your bank. I don't think you make, you know, if you don't want to use a credit card for whatever reason, uh, I think that you at least get the credit card, but then just don't carry a balance on it. You take the cash that would have been made if you per- purchased it on your debit card and then you just pay it off. Right. So that you yeah. never carry a balance on your credit card. You just have to be disciplined with that. But just too much can happen. If you get your numbers stolen, Uh, Someone somehow rips you off with an online purchase. You're not out your cash. You know, you're, (laughs) this is just a balance that goes onto your account. You can file a claim with your credit card company. And then that, that claim process, however, that company has it takes place and you're not out cold, hard cash.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think the, that's one of the draws I think that makes debit cards attractive is that you money comes right out of your account so you always know that you have the money to make the purchase but in this case to your point i think it would be you know any online purchases best done with a credit card because then if there is something you can dispute it and your money's not gone
0: yes Yeah. yeah i learned this lesson the hard way and this was a while ago back in the early days of credit card fraud i used my credit card. No, it was my debit card. I used it at a Chinese restaurant. And it wasn't until the second statement that got mailed to me, I missed it. It was on the tail end of my next month statement. (laughs) I had like $1,200 of long distance phone calls made to China on my debit card. And yeah the challenge was this was cash that was taken out of my account uh this wasn't just you know a balance on a credit card that i could and it and it made i challenged it and i got all my money back but because it was a debit card i had to challenge each and every incident and you know there was like 50 (laughs) you know 50 different (laughs) phone calls to china on like one of these one eight hundred reverse toll kind of calls. So uh, yes. had it been a credit card, you know, I we could have handled it a completely different way. So that was my early lesson: you never use your debit card. I never. I have a debit card for each one of our accounts. I never use them. Yeah. Never yeah, use my.
1: Them. My plan is just never have any money in your account. So if you do use a debit card, <laughs> nobody can rip you off.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> yeah. That was like when I lived in Memphis, everyone's <laughs> cars were getting stolen except mine because mine was always on empty. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get very far in my car. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that whole episode, I still, I, gosh, I can't yeah. stand a thief. I can't stand a liar. I can't stand a liar and a thief. And they're one and the same. And then right. when I and- hear that kind of stuff, it just ticks me off.
1: And and then when it's also in the uh, in the firewood you know industry the firewood community like firewood suppliers all of a sudden start getting lumped into this ripoff artist you know yeah
0: yeah and I think that um, it seems like there is still you know a lot of if you're gonna get if there's a fraudster out there it's hard to control them now you know especially with social media and all these different ways that they can put all these ads out there. But I think, too, that this is an opportunity for us in the firewood industry to not just police ourselves, but to hold our own selves to high standards and try to make it clear that we have separated ourselves from all of these, because all these fraudsters out there all have something in common, you know. They, they've borrowed someone else's social media. Uh, well, they stole it. Um, their own, you know, the pictures aren't theirs. And then... And, you know, the customer service part of it, you know, that was the guy is requiring payment up front. And that, and that's not cool. No. Um, no. You can, if the customer wants to pay you in advance, that's different. But if that is a requirement for your services, uh-uh, you got to cut that out. Um, and that's not the same as showing up to someone's house and having them pay you before you dump it on. Onto the ground. <laughs> I would imagine that's happened before where they dumped it on the ground and the guy won't pay you.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay? you, that's
0: totally different. But, you re- <laughs> know,
1: yeah, that's that's a completely different situation where, you know, if you get to the property, you get to the homeowner and you want to wait to get paid before you put the firewood on the ground, that's different than payment up front <laughs> in advance.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Um, I would wanna make a public service announcement that you do not pay in advance for your firewood. Unless, you know, there's always exceptions. If you have an established relationship. Right, If this person comes highly recommended, you've verified that he or she is a member of your community and that they're a legitimate business, Uh, all of that, you know, if it's a secure website, if it's an HTTPS website, you know, versus, you know, some other, Scamming type of uh, domain,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, all of these things. But gee whiz, and that's what I think with the firewood industry. There's just so much garbage that goes on in all of these legitimate industries. You know, I, I had a bad experience on vacation, and you see with the airlines and all these BS fees that they start dumping on, where they have all of these enticement rates to for a flight to Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, light to Las Vegas for ninety nine dollars, and you're yep. like, heck yeah, man, let's go. Let's so go. you buy your ticket, <laughs> and then when you go to checkout, they add like four hundred dollars of fees on top of everything else. Because <laughs> well, you got to have a bag, yeah. You, know, you got to have a carry on. You got to have. You got to pay for your seat, runway fee, just, lift up. You know, and the... then even though it's a corporation that's doing it, it's still dishonest. And why do we give these corporations a break on that? Yeah, And I just hope that the firewood industry doesn't follow along with that, that whatever your price is, you could have the highest prices in town, you could have the lowest prices in town, but I would hope that, you know, at least with the firewood industry, that we have truth in pricing and that we don't ever see trends like that happening in our industry.
1: Yeah, that would be, that would really be unfortunate, but on the other side of it, I think it would just allow and present opportunities for someone else to then step in and provide that service where, you know, with the airline industry, you're a little, you're a little cornered. You're stuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a monopoly. Yeah. So Uh
1: with the firewood industry, you might have, you know, if you're doing stuff like that, you're going to get away with it for a little bit, but then sooner or later word of mouth customer is going to just go somewhere else. And as long as it doesn't become a standard, then we're fine.
0: Yeah, maybe we've talked about this about the firewood industry. I think the firewood industry is a very diffuse, uncentralized industry. You know, it's really (laughs) like I don't know if the Wild West is an appropriate analogy, but it's just a bunch of individuals doing their own thing. Yes, but there are still trends that happen within an industry. Yeah, I mean the airlines is low hanging fruit. The other one that you yeah. hear about now are the concerts, these concert tickets, you know. These <laughs> these poor teeny boppers that got ripped off on their Taylor Swift tickets <laughs> where you know it's like a $200 ticket and then it's like $1700 in fees.
1: Ooh, yeah, I didn't hear about that, but that oh would yeah, surprise me.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know it's bad when the government wants to start taking action against some of these uh yeah. practices you know and we had one recently i told you about my vacation experience and it i went along with it and i think that's probably what makes me so disappointed but man they got me good it was i went we went on vacation to west virginia there's a four season resort we've been going to it forever it's called snowshoe what a beautiful part of the world You feel like you're just in a different universe when you're there. It's just undescribably beautiful. And we go there not every year. We used to. Now it's kind of like every year, every three years we'll go. And, you know, so you start planning your vacation. You have it in your head how much money you want to spend. You get on their website. You start looking for a room that you can afford uh, that's nice enough for you, but still not too expensive. So we chose on this. um, It's a these rooms people own them so they're kind of like through the through the um ski resort they rent them out and then the owner gets money
1: uh, now, okay. we picked the room yeah.
0: it was like 200 dollars a night that's a lot of money still Ooh, i yeah. thought you know for a, a vacation we can splurge here so we <laughs> chose this room for 200 a night and you know we then we think well we want to go ride the the four wheelers you know we want some lift tickets to ride the ski the ski lift sure, you know, and go to yeah. the bottom of the mountain oh let's have some fun so we budget ourselves we plan everything we type it all in to the to the to the cart and then we go to checkout and our $200 a night room just got hit with $300 in fees <laughs> <laughs> This was a two-night stay, so it would be $400 for a hotel room. And then they nail us with $300 in fees for that Ooh. hotel
1: room. Whoa.
0: Yeah. And it's just, I <laughs> I avoid politics. This might get close to politics here and stuff. But I'm just saying that, you know, there's got to be truth in what you're charging. And what we have done, we have created one of the laziest generations of corporate leadership that this country has ever seen. And they can't generate, it just seems like these bigger corporations. I'm not talking about the small mom and pops, you know, or the even like the, you know, the, the industries that you see in firewood. You know, there's no major Fortune 500 companies here that we're talking about. But holy cow, that can't <laughs> you come up with a more, beneficial way of generating income, more creativity, more innovation, invest in your people, invest in your communities, make your corporation bigger instead of just doing the lazy thing of coming up with these BS fees. And these fees <laughs> were so lazy that the one fee, and it was the largest one, was called other. That <laughs> was, was just, the other fee. I was yeah, just gonna ask, was, what
1: were the fees for? <laughs>
0: yeah there was like oh, there other. was the resort fee, you know, yeah one that was called the resort fee, one was called the cleaning fee, one was called the the housekeeping fee, and the biggest of them all was called other. they were too lazy even to give it a legitimate name, Wow, and that's what they do, <laughs> you know, yep. and ah. Uh, when I got my questionnaire about my my stay, and it's a shame because Snowshoe is such a great place. All of the people that work there, they are committed, humble servants. They cannot do enough for you. They're all nice. You know, the young people that go live on these resorts, you know, and work there yeah, all, yeah. all summer long. What a great place. And it's the corporations like this that just have this arrogance about them. And they get away with it, you know? And that's what I'm blaming myself. And I let them get away. I should have just said, ah, We're not going to snowshoe, you know?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, but you still went, didn't you? (laughs) I still
0: went, yeah. Yeah. But that was the problem, you know? Why can't they disclose that up front? They didn't give that to us until after we invested all of this time into this purchase, you know, days that we planned all of this to make sure that we could all go, because I got kids that live in different parts of the region now. And And then when you go to checkout, then they get it to you. And that's what I hope that we don't do that as a firewood, you know, that if you have a stacking fee that people know what it is up front. Right. Uh, If you have a delivery fee that people know what it is up front, that, you know, you don't have an advertisement for, you know, $400 a cord and then you show up and the bill's $600.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I
0: hope that the firewood industry doesn't follow this lazy trend that corporate America is playing with right now because it's baloney.
1: Yeah, that that is, uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen it in all kinds of things. And yeah, if if you are getting into selling firewood, here you go. Take some notes on what this upcoming, well, we're getting into the the thick of things now for firewood season. Yeah, don't be trying to add fees and nonsense. The
0: way way I see it, we are all adults. And usually (laughs) adults can handle the truth. Even if they don't want to hear it, at least you can say that, well, at least I was up front about it. I would have been much better off with snowshoes saying your room is actually $375 a night. You know, than $200 a night. And then they nail you with $300 in fees when you go to the checkout.
1: Come on. Yeah.
0: Airlines are the same way. You know, how many times, you know, I mean, your flight that you took to Utica or to Syracuse, wherever you, you know, you take, the, you, you see, oh, it's only $200 to fly there. But then why is my credit card billed for 600 <laughs> <600? laughs>
1: Yep. You have to, you know, pick your seat and check your bag. And then when you, uh, the other fun thing is like, if you have a, a connection flight, so like if you stop somewhere, we, you know, flew to Chicago. So then you have to pay for your bag from Minneapolis to Chicago, but then pay for it again from Chicago to Syracuse. And it's like, well, what do you expect yeah. to do? You can't leave it behind. You can't pay just one half of your journey for the, the bag.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Maybe that's what – maybe it's because it's a monopoly, you know, that you don't have a, a monopoly in the firewood industry. These These airlines – you know and the government lets them get away with it they they get big they get they get their bank accounts filled and then they buy another airline they buy their competitor when there used to be a bunch of airlines now there's just a few and there's just nowhere else to go and they all do the same thing they all have the same prices there's no competition same thing with the people that make the airplanes all the airplanes look alike (laughs) all the cars look alike why do all the cars look alike there's no competition it seems in the (laughs) automobile industry anymore no one's no one's taking chances no one's innovating no one's creating new and exciting things they just make everyone's cars look exactly the same there's the the well Ford don't even make cars anymore the ford fusion the toyota camry (laughs) the chevy malibu (laughs) The Hyundai, whatever Hyundai, only copies other people's car styles. Uh, the you know the BMWs, they all look exactly the same. Have you ever noticed that?
1: Yeah, yes. Everyone's I have.
0: scared to take a chance anymore. It's just a lazy generation of corporate leadership, and we've created them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I paid my fees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but but do you think the it's kind of the opposite though now with like when say a, a consumer for wants some firewood they go on facebook marketplace right they yeah. see 20 ads for firewood for sale yeah and with all and that's where i think more and more i think like the you know the opportunity for the scam artists to step in because they see that there's a lot of firewood available they make a page they make a post and now as a consumer you're sitting there saying, "Okay, well, what is the best deal? What is the best rate for firewood?" Oh, here's this guy. Well, he's requiring payment up front or 20% down. Okay, you know, I'm I'm saving $80 over the next guy. I'm going to pay the down payment and then I get scammed.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I also think there's probably something else at work with that too. And this gets back to customer service standards within the firewood industry, because the big complaint that I hear from all of my customers that have dealt with other firewood companies, you know, the first complaint is they never called me back uh, or when they did call him back, they never showed up when they were supposed to. And here, this scammer, what did he do? He immediately replied to yes. the request and You know, here in, and you might still have a legitimate person, but they can't bring you the firewood until like two weeks because there's just so much demand out there. But this crook, you know, who's not bound by actually delivering the goods is going to say, Well, I can bump you to the top of my list if you pay me up front and I will be out later today. Right. Later today. And that is an enticement. So they're kind of exploiting one of the the known realities of the firewood industry is the professionalism of phone calls answering your phone when someone calls returning messages when people leave messages showing up when you say that you're going to show up and you know i just wish that everyone in the firewood industry could just take a pledge and just say when i say i will be there on thursday at 3 p.m that i will be there at thursday at 3 p.m period right yep you know and, and to your no point,
1: answer your call, answer the phone, because I think that's one of the things that people in, this is, I guess, a PSA to those who are buying firewood, like get a number, make a phone call, talk to a person. Cause that's where you yes. can, I think really weed out and filter out the, the, the scammers.
0: Yeah. You know, I, uh, here's a case study. So I, on my website, I have one of those, um, Fields that you fill out. You know, if you want to buy firewood, you type in your name, your yep. address. Form. Yep. And yep. yeah. And they, and with a message box, and they'll say, Can you, uh, I'm looking for a price for a quarter quart of X to this address. Can you give me a quote? Well, even then, this most recent one, I email the guy back. It's directly from my email, from my domain, which if you click on it is my company you know you can verify that we're local uh there's phone numbers too if he wanted to call or text me at it so i think that all gives a level of trust to the consumer uh even though you haven't spoken you know face to face there's still that level of trust which i don't know if this person that got scammed last week you know, went to that level. It doesn't sound like it. It was don't, all done through so. Facebook marketplace yep. probably. Or um, they, what's.
1: Insta yeah, messages? it was, it, it was Facebook. They, um they, they included screenshots of their whole conversation and it was all through Facebook messenger or Facebook marketplace and then just messenger. So it was all just messages back and forth, you know, never, never an email, never, a website, never a phone number, all just through Messenger on Facebook.
0: Yeah. And then when you think about it too, Dan, if you are delivering firewood, do you see where it would be absolutely necessary for a person to pay you before you show up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see how unless you're buying your firewood somewhere and you are just so strung out on cash that you need someone to pay you so you can go buy it off of someone else and then take it to that person. But <laughs> I, would, I would highly caution. That was like uh, my friends because I'm looking for someone to put a new roof on my house. I can't find anyone. I can't even get anyone to return my call. Uh, I've had people that return my call that didn't show up when they said they were supposed to. So my friends told me you should still never give a roofer cash up front because if there's a roofer out there that has to you know get your money to buy the the shingles to put on your roof that's someone that you should be dubious of
1: right yeah i'm sure
0: that there's like some honest people out there that that want to do business that way but be careful man because that's a clue if someone i can't think of how or why i would need paid before i go deliver the wood I right. don't I don't see how that could possibly <laughs> be a requirement for me to show up.
1: Yeah. No, that that's a big that's a big red flag right there.
0: Yeah. Just totally is.
1: Yeah. So again, it's it's unfortunate stuff like that out there is happening, but you know, the one thing you can do as a firewood supplier, producer, seller, whatever you are, hobbyist, professionalist, whatever you are, if you're selling firewood like take note of the things you can do to make yourself st- stand out above all the scams and scum out there. <laughs> Ugh,
0: well said. <laughs> well said, Dan. I yeah, you know, the the corporations they would call this the professional delivery model. And it doesn't matter if you are a hobbyist. You can still have a professional delivery model. And it begins with your personal appearance, the way that you behave when you are in the presence of a customer. You know, you avoid smelling like beer and cussing (laughs) and peeing in the customer's front yard. And these are all all, uh, actual complaints that I've heard from other customers I've taken wood to about, you know, the (laughs) other guy that they had. Yeah, the lady, it was one of these residential cul-de-sac kind of places, and the guy took a leak right in her front yard. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, showing up when you say that you're going to show up, you know, having a courteous phone call, making the terms of the transaction perfectly clear, having a written, uh, you know, uh, an invoice that's printed or even handwritten with the way that they can reach you if there's a problem. Um, you know, these people that just dump and go and they have no idea who they were. Yeah, That's a clue. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're just doing this for fun, you can still maintain that professional delivery model.
1: Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. you will stand out and you will probably get called back next year or whenever, next month, next week, however fast they're using up their firewood.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people talk and they're going to tell their friend. Just like, you know, these people I deliver wood to tell me about their bad experiences. You know, they found beer cans in their wood. (laughs) the stuff wasn't even technically wood that got delivered to them you know it was mulch and mud and mushrooms
1: (laughs) the three m's yeah (laughs) (laughs) three m's to avoid
0: (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh yeah the stories i hear are um the one he was he was the stereotypical grouchy old man But he was kind of like a lovable, grouchy old man. I didn't feel threatened. I mean, he was just grouchy and just complaining about everything. And he was just furious about the previous guy that brought all this garbage wood to him, you know. And he was the one yelling, (laughs) "This is flame retardant firewood." He was saying, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good stuff.
0: Yeah. But here we go. Professional delivery model. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe if we can. Uh, create this culture in our industry these scumbags that are out there scamming people will stand out and be even more obvious to where people don't fall for it
1: right yep yeah yes indeed yeah well so so the the so was it actually the coffee table that you hit with the pinky toe or was it this fee from the resort? what really is is sticking more <laughs> <laughs> sticking into you more <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, my pinky toe's feeling better, but I'm still agitated by the fee. That's just, gosh. (laughs) That is crazy. (sighs) It was called Other. Other. (laughs) I liked it. Come on. What
1: what was the fee? Uh, I don't know, Other. (laughs) Yeah.
0: When I went to Florida for Emily's softball games, it was spring training. That was my big takeaway, was that the travel industry is not focused on the customer. They are focused on themselves. You know, I waited in line for an hour to get my rental car. Oh, you know, just yeah. it was just the it was the turnstiles of just the lines going back and forth through all these ropes, waiting to get to the two people waiting at the counter because they're too cheap to hire another employee to work there. You yep. know, and it's because they get away with it. And I was looking over at the Hertz counter. There was no waiting over there. But you know, I didn't rent the Hertz car because it was too pricey. But then I was thinking, you know what, <laughs> that would have been worth it. <laughs> Did yep. I have to stand here and just? I was just sweating because I was agitated, you know. And that's just the way the travel industry is. They can be that way because there's it's a monopoly. There's no competition, and this monopoly has made them lazy, and they pull this. You know, we're the we're in the crosshairs of their of their laziness. That's how they generate income now. Yep. Fees. Fees. Gosh. <laughs> I wonder what kind of fees we could come up with. Firewood delivery. The. Uh,
1: well. The, that's glo- what...
0: the How about the glove fee? Well, yeah. You know, you
1: know like. <laughs> yes, I I can bring you a you know a third of a cord, and then it's going to cost this much. There's a loading fee. Um, there's an unloading <laughs> fee. There's a, um, uh, I don't know, road fee, delivery fee, I, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you could really
0: start. a hydration fee. Hydration we should charge fee. them for our bottle of water. Yep. You know, when I took my car to get the oil change, they nailed me with a hazmat fee mm. uh, for the used oil. There was a shop. That was a shop towel. It was shop supply fee. You know, for like their paper towels to wipe their hands off with. <laughs> Gosh, come on! You know, Whoa. and they're you know they're a twenty nine ninety nine oil change, and then you wind up paying fifty dollars for it because all these <laughs> other fees are put on there. So let's do this here for the firewood industry. I'm going to have a glove fee. Well, heck, I could have a t shirt fee because I'm going to soak through one of my t shirts. Yep, it would have change. to be washed. Yeah, yep.
1: changing um,
0: fee fuel fuel surcharge
1: yes
0: (laughs) um Yeah. yeah what else can we do here dan there is a uh a cleanup fee
1: uh yeah, or you you could have a, you could apply a fee per month for as long as the wood's been seasoning, like a storage seasoning fee per month.
0: I like it. Yeah, it would be a um, a site rental fee. Yeah.
1: Do you want the three month or six month
0: wood? Yeah, they have to pay for how long the wood sat in my yeah. yard drying. Hey, why? I not? like it. Uh huh. Yeah, there is a telecommunications fee. Yeah, because yeah. I had to use my phone to talk to him.
1: Boy, we better maybe we better maybe we better quit this, or we're going to be planting some seeds on. Fees. Yeah,
0: <laughs> what do they say? If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So let's we could we could do this all day.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, we could be <laughs> twelve hundred Accord. cord. Twelve hundred podcast
0: Accord. fee. Yes. <laughs> podcast <laughs> <of> fee. <laughs> Doctor Pepper fee. Oh yeah. Yep work this could go on forever yeah but i don't ever see that happening and that's what i'm saying about the firewood industry you know there should be truth in advertising um how many times that one guy i bought firewood off of he had a picture of this firewood it looked nice and he he said it was like for it was 140 for an, almost a cord it was a dump truck load <laughs> And I thought, well, I can't go wrong. You know, he's going to bring it right to my house. So he brought it out and dumped it. And I was like, well, this wood looks like garbage. You know, it was all odds and ends. And um, I stacked it out. It was almost a half cord.
1: Uh, and it was yeah. probably
0: even less than that because most of the pieces weren't even 16 inches. All the oak was cut real short. Obvious tree service. You know, tree service always cuts their oak pieces shorter because they're too heavy to carry you know <laughs> the pine logs are always too long because too long. they don't they're they're real light so you can cut them extra long you don't have to cut them as much so, and some so got the, split some didn't <laughs> so the,
1: the picture that you saw was from the one time he stacked wood three years ago
0: <laughs> yeah it was a picture of this beautiful firewood with this guy standing next to his wife in yoga pants <laughs> from wisconsin i was like wow that looks like nice firewood i think yeah, i'll get that
1: look at, look at that that guy yeah. i've seen his face before him must be, oh, who is that guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he did show up on time he did come when he said that part you know he fulfilled his obligation there yeah check the boxes there yeah just the wood was subpar i still made profit off of it but you know it uh wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, so truth in advertising. You know, the pictures that you put up of your wood for sale should be your wood for sale. And your quantity should be accurate. The price should be clearly uh, um, uh, announced. And, you know, you should leave some type of a receipt with it, with your contact information. In Ohio, that is the law, believe it or not, uh, to sell bulk firewood. Uh, It's not enforced, though.
1: Yeah. No, I was just going to say it's
0: probably not enforced too heavily. No. I've never seen the firewood police out there. (laughs) The one county, that's two counties over, it's Summit County where Akron is. I believe they have a, uh, you have to have a permit from the county to sell firewood in their county. No. I don't know if that comes with any other obligations, but that's not in my area anyways. I just happen to know about it.
1: Yeah. I know up here you need some type of certification to sell like across the border to Minnesota. So like if you're in West Central Wisconsin and you're uh-huh. close to Minnesota, you need some something. I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah. The... Yeah.
0: And it is my understanding out here that I am not allowed to take my firewood and sell it into Pennsylvania. Oh, and, you know, where I live, you got all these back roads. Sometimes you don't know if you're in Ohio or if you're in Pennsylvania. But my thing is that, you know, when your truck has your name and phone number on the side of it, you kind of pay attention to that stuff.
1: <laughs> you better. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I get calls from Pennsylvania. I always refer them to our good friend, Adam, at Hometown Acres. Ooh, Spread the wealth. Yeah, Spread the wealth. Yeah. Yeah, so Dan, that uh, is—that's what's on my mind. I am still feeling terrible for our uh, uh, the lady that emailed us last week, because that's hard-earned cash, man. Just gone. Yeah, yeah.
1: That'll leave a bad taste in your mouth, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it sure does. Good heavens, that's what. Why can't anything in life be easy?
1: Yep. Including yeah, walking around as... in the dark at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna say easy as uh the Woodhounds podcast. Cause yeah. uh I love doing the podcast. And I look forward every week, Dan, getting to hang out with you and you know, just talking about firewood and what's on our mind.
1: There you go. And yeah, and uh we appreciate all of you out there tuning in each and every week. Five AM every Wednesday morning on your favorite podcasting platforms. Yeah
0: do are you thinking about maybe striking up the band now
1: i am about to strike it up because i have to uh i have to run and avoid coffee tables
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay there's a fee for that i'm gonna have a coffee table fee (laughs) yeah pinky (laughs) pinky toes and travel fees travel fees Well, Dan, I think maybe it's time. Let's just thank everyone for tuning in and listening to the Woodhounds podcast and helping make us the number one firewood podcast in the world. Yeah, that's right. And now, do your other thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's all tell everyone to be... Cool. And... (laughs) Stay safe online. (laughs) Yeah, stay (laughs) safe online and have a great day.